0: All right, guys, welcome back. Getting in my weekend recordings. Had a pretty relaxing weekend so far. It's Sunday afternoon, 3.32 p.m. Um, I'm sipping on a cup of hot cacao um it's an organic powder uh it's really good um I just drink it plain but I like it it's good it's got that dark flavor um yeah how are you guys how are things going um today I just wanted to talk a little bit about energy Tuning into energy, tuning into your own energy, tuning into other people's energy. Um. I mean, the importance of that when it comes to um, relationships, social interactions. Um, I find that the main importance is that it kind of helps to. Um to move things forward Um, in that interaction um, it's easier for it to be a deeper connection when you're in tune so one thing to focus on is how you're in tune with yourself like are you in tune with yourself are you able to kind of figure out what do I need for myself am I hungry, am I thirsty, am I tired um, like being very in tune with the differences between how things physically feel as well as how they emotionally feel as well as how mentally, like cognitively you're reacting um, to things. Um, for myself, I know sometimes it's hard because I have, a, um, like my head is just like racing all over um, I was talking to a therapist who mentioned, you know, something about like undiagnosed ADD, ADHD. Um, I don't know. I've never looked into it, but I always thought maybe I have like dyslexia or something. But it's like, yeah, it is hard for me to kind of focus. I get pretty frustrated trying to focus a lot of times too, when it's like tedious tasks, but also it depends on my sleep patterns, like if I'm feeling rested, um, and that kind of thing. So... sorry there's somebody like outside their house at the door coming in um, so yeah that's one thing to really take into consideration is the the energy on our own end um, kind of what it is that our body, mind, soul, spirit, you know, emotionally kind of what we want like what we kind of need to fulfill for ourselves to feel kind of more centered and at peace um but then it's also a like complex um choice to make between This is how I feel and what I notice that I need and what I want. And then in addition to that, what am I doing about it, right? So a lot of times we can say, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to drink some caffeine, right? Instead of get more rest because sometimes it's not an option or sometimes we're just like, you know, I'd rather start my day and not rest another one or two hours, right? Um... Another example would be if you're hungry. Like, I usually try to keep, like, a Cliff Bar around or, like, a protein shake around or water on hand. Um, Again, I've been at home more now than I have been ever in my life. So, you know, it was different when I was out and inside a clinic office all the time or... Just generally, when I was, like, inside uh, of another place or, like, in the car or on the road a lot, it was, in a way, it was actually easier for me to... Um, strangely enough, it was easier for me to kind of keep a routine. I'd have, like, breakfast time when work started. I'd have snack time around 11 or so. I'd have lunch time around 1. I'd have another snack sometime before I hit the road. And then hit the gym, 30 minutes on my way home. Then get home, you know, usually I'd have takeout on the way home, um something like dinner, some dinner like that, and then with the dinner, with the takeout dinner, I would usually, you know, just eat that when I got home, and it would be like a high-protein meal, because I had just worked out, um, but I find it a little different, being home more, uh, maybe it's just because I know that I have access to more things um, easily, that I just don't really try and um always do what I need for myself but it does take a lot to be kind of in tune like it's one thing to be in tune with yourself in tune with your needs it's another thing to fulfill those needs and it's another thing to kind of I don't really want to say deprivation like depriving yourself like but kind of like maybe um delaying you know giving yourself you know what you need a lot of times we do delay 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 um but then that also creates this kind of other i don't even know the word i don't have words for this stuff you guys Uh, um but it creates this other kind of interference it seems like because your body and mind are trying to like experience what they're experiencing but at the same time they're like i need this i need this i need this thing i need this other thing and then if you're you know delaying giving that to yourself that's still always going to be in your energy you know kind of how you feel energetically you're going to really have that kind of in um, that moment until that gets fulfilled or until, you know, your body or mind or whatever just decides, okay, like, I can do without this because some things we can kind of do without, um, other things it's like, you know, we really can't, can't really easily do without them, um, so a lot of times it is, um, on our own end deciding what we need when, how much how often just kind of knowing that about ourselves knowing what we're lacking when we're when we're kind of coming into the day or different parts of the day just being aware of that like am i hungry at this time of day usually did i usually you know not hydrate properly so now when i'm hitting the gym it's like gonna be a struggle um did i even drink water like there's some days where it's like I literally have like a gallon of water next to me and I'm not even like really drinking it. Um, Things like that, where it's like, I know it's there, I just don't really do anything with it, right? And I'm sure I'm not the only one. But a lot of this um, kind of like constantly having to, you know, replenish, um, to recharge different aspects of ourselves every day. um, It kind of helps to have it more on a schedule. A routine, um just to get into the habit of just doing it so that you know you're already prepped for times when you're gonna be needing to do this or needing to do that, and you're not having to like spontaneously get things together, like, oh, I need to eat, but I have no groceries, so now I have to go get the groceries first and like then cook the food. It's like well, if you already know you're gonna be needing to eat in two hours, you know, maybe getting that stuff prepared first or having like a little backup, you know, it's good to have little backups. I don't know, people have their own methods of, you know, what they do and don't eat, but for me, I mean, I I mentioned cliff bars, protein bars, frozen like instant like quick something quick from like sprouts or something. I tend to choose things that are like higher calorie, like 290 to like maybe 300 or almost up to 400 calorie. Just so it's, like, small, but it's, you know, it gets the job done. Because it's one thing if I'm hungry and then I'm eating something that's, like, 40 calories. That's not really going to cut it for too long. Um, It's like I might as well just get it all done with one um, attempt. So that now I don't have to deal with that anymore. So that's kind of, like, one way of, you know, being in tune with things so um if once you get good at kind of focusing on yourself and a lot of times it can be just mostly those categories like when you're feeling stressed it's good to look at those categories like my food my beverages water um my sleep those are the basics to kind of look at like how are those affecting me right now and then another on top of that You know like emotionally um stress levels one thing i like to do in the morning which i don't do every morning but weekends i really get a chance to do this easier is like from the time i wake up trying to kind of focus on my breathing and then i will literally just lay there focus on my breathing it's easier for me weekend mornings because i'm not really like trying to start work So I wake up and I'm just like trying to focus on my breathing, focus on my breathing and keep that mindset of like trying to make it so my breathing is deep and effective um, as much as possible for as long as possible in the morning. And even if I start like, you know, getting breakfast together, making a shake, like hydrating, things like that, I'm still kind of focusing on my breath focusing on my, um, on my, yeah, just focusing on my breath, focusing on my breathing, just like very intently, trying to keep that focused, um, for, you know, I can usually do that from the time I wake up till maybe when I eat breakfast, once I start eating breakfast, um, But that's something, you know, that I've felt is really helpful is just to have, like, days in the week or times in the week where you're just, like, actively working on, like, breath work or meditation, yoga, different sort of mind-body connection types of, um, you know, tasks and activities and things. Um, I think a lot of times we find it hard to incorporate these into the day because it seems like an extra chore. It's like I'd rather space out and veg out and watch Sopranos or watch YouTube or go play video games or something than do something more mindful. Um, but a lot of us need these mindful kind of exercises to kind of regroup and kind of refocus. Um, and it's pretty underestimated um, a lot of times we can feel like, oh, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed. And if we're not tuning into like those basics that I was talking about before that impact energy and then not tuning into, you know, kind of how we're, you know, I mean, I don't like to necessarily say mindful. I mean, that kind of has so many like weird, um, these days, it's kind of like a weird, uh, term because in psych we use it a lot. Um and I know in eastern cultures it's you know, it's a lifestyle. It's not like let me implement this because I'm stressed necessarily. So it's kind of a little different to be like, oh like I'm practicing mindfulness but it's like technically that's something that is like a a full day, everyday thing. It's just we choose to and are raised usually to not be mindful. Um, D- D- the Pawnee talks about this a lot, about um, how we're not really taught to concentrate, you know? We're not also taught to spend time with ourselves. Um, he talks about how we don't really spend time with ourselves. We have alone time or me time when we're running or at the gym or you know out in nature but we're actually like walking the dog things like that and it's like in those times we're actually doing something we're not just sitting with ourselves um so that's another thing um and you know this is kind of gonna take a whole different turn but um if you're interested in looking up what's called, um, like higher self, like anything that's like reflective within your higher self, I mean, I do believe that we have a higher self and also a lower self. Um, a lot of us are very in tune with our lower self, it's very in tune with us, very negative, anxiety provoking. Um, depression-provoking, just kind of reminders of every negative possible thing we've ever done or that could possibly happen, just constant, constant, constant. So a lot of times, a lot of us don't want to spend time with ourselves because it's usually a negative experience of the negative, like, lower self being in tune with us in the moment And then all that's coming out, right? So, um, but there, it's not like necessarily to say ignore that, but, you know, at least at the very least trying to balance that because there should be a balance between the, you know, our mindful current self, our higher self, and, you know, the lower self does teach us about you know, things, um, that can be anything from, you know, the superego to the ego, um, just kind of like trying to be protective and bringing up and, you know, reminding us of things when it's not welcome in that part of our day or that part of our thoughts. It's like, you know, the superego blames you for things or, you know, reminds you of the stuff that isn't perfect of ourselves. And then the ego kind of, um, tries to kind of get us like into a defensive mode. Right. But even if we're just sitting by ourselves in a room alone, all of this is going on. Right. So that's why we don't like to sit there and not watch something while we're eating That's why we don't like to just sit there and not have the TV in the background or some kind of background noise or sit and do reflections or breath work for a very long period of time. Like most people can easily do it for a short period of time, but then it's like it gets this uncomfortable like, ooh, this doesn't feel good and it's hard to push ourselves past that phase. So, I think usually once you get to the point where it doesn't feel good, where it feels like, oh, this is, there's a lot of stuff coming up, that's where to start focusing, not where to stop focusing. But it's at your own discretion. Um, You need to know how to also, you know, calm yourself. You don't want to be like overwhelming yourself and, you know, creating this, like, you know, chaotic feeling in yourself and it's like that's that's gonna make it so you're not gonna want to do those types of things like at all ever but also we need it's kind of like when you're building muscle you know it takes a lot of intentional focus You know, I can go in the gym every day and lift for 30 minutes straight on the same muscle groups, you know, just training my biceps, not paying attention to my form, not paying attention to what I ate before or after, um, how I'm sleeping or any vitamins or my food intake um, as far as nutrition or anything, and then wonder why, hey, I'm not developing this right it's not developing the way it should versus if you're paying attention to form even if you're not doing 30 minutes of bicep curls if you're paying attention to which muscle groups you're working that kind of help build the other muscle groups um how you stretch how you sleep how you you know do everything just so that you're maximizing the um the the workout that you're doing you'll see more growth versus just doing it and not really paying attention to like really everything before during and after that really contributes to whatever you're practicing at that time and mental and emotional processing types of um exercises are the same exact way like when we don't really pay attention to it when we don't pay attention to um what we are actually doing before during and after and we're just like okay I did the meditation I did a 30 minute meditation but like my mind was wandering I never went back and reflected on any of it I wasn't like focusing on okay what thoughts were coming up or how was my breathing or like what was going on for me that day And I was just like doing it just to do it. I sat 30 minutes still in a room and stared and breathed. And then, okay, my timer went off and I stopped. You know, um, that's not going to be too effective. I mean, is it better than nothing at all? Probably. Um, And also keeping up the momentum um, and the motivation. Sometimes it's like, yeah, the form, yeah, the process doesn't have to be perfect um i notice that with myself sometimes i'm like i just need to get it in for the day so that i'm not skipping days and if it's poor quality that's better at least to mark it off for the day to have a poor quality version of practice than to not practice at all right um and a lot of times we can notice that um like when we're kind of in tune with ourselves, our ourselves kind of tells us what we need to do. It's kind of like a hint. Um, I don't, I don't really have proper terminology for all these things, but it's just stuff that I notice because I spend a lot of time doing these types of things. Um, but when you are kind of like in your mind, noticing kind of what your mind is reminding you of um over and over and over it's like a broken freaking record sometimes like okay i know i know like like when you sit and pay attention to your thoughts a lot of times it's going to be the same stuff it's not it feels like it's not the same categories or topics but usually it's going to be your mind like okay you got to work tomorrow you want to do good at work tomorrow you know that's kind of what my mind today is like okay tomorrow's a new a new work week Um, You're going to start out strong. You're going to kind of like get things a little more focused and the stuff you didn't do on Friday because of the, you know, the tech problems our company was having. um, You're going to start with that tomorrow. And it's like in my head, I don't know why my mind has been telling me this all day. It's like, I know that's what I'm going to do. First thing, eight o'clock tomorrow, maybe even a couple minutes before eight, I'm going to already start on this stuff. But my head is like still telling me that. Right. And it's not like a thing that's like disrupting my day but I notice it and I'm like okay you know and I, it is kind of positive I'm kind of telling myself okay it's the start of the week I'm gonna have a good day um, I'm gonna start out strong I'm gonna sleep really early tonight I'm gonna um, you know I've got some little things on my to-do list for the rest of the evening that I'm gonna do uh, before I do yoga and meditate for the night um, I've got some things I'm, I'm going to be working on that I'm still working on. And this recording, this recording is included as one of those things. Um, but I kind of, uh, can I keep like a, like a running task list in my mind? Um, but it's not really distressing. It, it's not like a stressful, um, experience. I just do it cause that's what I'm doing um but so some people uh you got to hang with me on this one cuz i know people get turned off by these topics but just bear with me um so some people say that like when you hear that um they refer to it as like a still small voice or like your inner some inner type of, you know, level of something or another that's kind of guiding you. Um Some people say spirit guide, some people say Holy Spirit, some people say a lot of different things. What it is, I'm not here to really tell you that because I don't know what it is, but you can get really in tune with hearing it. Um, It can be that thing that tells you like, hey, like, you know, it would be beneficial and fulfilling to learn something about your cultural background, maybe some ancient practices of your own culture that could maybe benefit you. Just learn about that for a little bit or like, you know, maybe take a nap for a little bit or, you know, drink some extra water today or something. It's not like. It's not like command auditory hallucinations. It's not It's not like that. But it's like a sense of yourself that kind of knows what you need. And a lot of times we ignore that because we're busy or because we're like, I don't really need to do that. I'd rather just watch TV. I'd rather just listen to some other thing and tune out, you know, but then we're not fulfilling ourselves with what we need to do. Because, you know, our mind and body tells us these things. And it's just a lot of times up to us to listen um, to it versus, like, not listening to it. And I'll get more into that, too. Um, so, but yeah, the the discomfort aspect or avoidance aspect, those come from other places and I'm going to talk more about that a little later and probably a different recording but this um, recording you know I'm specifically talking about the energy um, and if you want to bring it socially usually that's where people want to focus is socially um, focusing on energy how's that going to help my relationships with people well if you're in tune with yourself first and all these things that you have that are kind of like I'm at A plus level with these things, but with these other things, maybe about a C minus. Some other stuff, maybe about I'm not even passing. Um, once you're kind of able to be a little more in tune about it, um, it's gonna be much easier to um, to tune into other people. So. A lot of times when people have a hard time interacting with other people, usually it's because they have no awareness. They're not in tune with others. Um, Their energy is so kind of like they're not in tune enough with their own energy and how they're expressing things and how it's coming out to a point that other people are just like turned off by it completely Um, so, you know, some people just never tune into themselves. They're completely, almost purposely tuned out from themselves. And then they're trying to interact with others, but that doesn't work out too well because the other people are like, what is up with this person? Like, um, and people pick up on each other's energy, which is the hard part. So... If I get myself to a calm and kind of balanced state, and then I decide to go out with my friends and hang out, and they're kind of in a chill, balanced state, that's usually likely going to be a pretty good interaction. Usually people are going to connect pretty well. You're going to feel like you can talk about the things you want to comfortably, and they're going to interact with that in a way that's kind of nice for you and... They're going to pick up on, you know, your social cues of, like, how they're reacting to you, and usually it's going to be pretty pleasant, and usually their um, interactions are going to kind of reciprocate, you know, and you'll kind of reciprocate towards them as well, Um, but that's, that's... when you're in healthy relationships with people. Now, there are like the narcissistic and sociopathic types of people who take advantage of that. They can tune into it and find the weaknesses and prey on that. That's not healthy. I mean, they do that because it fulfills them because they're not able to fulfill within themselves what it is. They kind of seek to take it out of others. So you see this a lot um, at work sites where there's like a boss that just can't get it together with the employees. Um, You see it in um, different styles of management. You see it a lot in the business world. You see it a lot when there's like a chain of command. And there can be a lot of unhealthy environments where it's like the person at the top is just throwing their power and weight around because they're trying to get their own needs met. By the way they're reacting with these people. They're subordinates. um, For the most part. Um, Now. You can kind of easily. Work with that. By not giving those people something to feed into. Um, So not being reactive. Now does it help? No. No. Not necessarily because those people need you to react in a certain way to get what they're trying to fulfill within themselves out of you. So if you don't react, it doesn't fulfill them. And what they usually might do is keep trying to push then sometimes they kind of notice, okay, you're reading me and you see what I'm up to and they'll back off because they're like, you're giving me nothing and I know you're purposely giving me nothing because you know that I'm trying to get something out of you. And it's kind of like this energy internal battle between you and them until they kind of just give up. So that's kind of a way to get people to kind of like be more just backing off of you without even having to really do or say anything. It's just not being reactive um, in the way that they're trying to pull from you because you'll feel it. You'll feel this person wants to argue. This person wants to get under my skin. This person is trying to challenge me. This person is trying to, you know, just like make me show like a worse side of myself and be inappropriate or like get mad or whatever. But you don't have to act that way. But you'll feel it. You'll feel it. You'll feel what they're trying to do. And this isn't me being like paranoid. This is like, we all know these people, right? Think about the people you don't get along with and you argue with. That's probably the reason why. Because they know how to pull out of you these things that other people might know how to do too, but they just choose not to do it, right? Like, we all have close friends, close family that were like, I just know what not to do or not to say because why would I do that? Why would I try to hurt this person? Those people are like, I need to hurt this person, you know. Um, So that's what it looks like in an unhealthy relationship. Um, Unhealthy interactions with people, those tend to be pretty toxic and not helpful. But you can work with it. But just knowing that those people might not be too aware of themselves, or maybe they are. I, I don't really know. But they might not be too aware of themselves um what they're doing at that time and maybe they are it's really hard to tell I mean they're not going to tell you um so yeah so once you're kind of able to figure out what it's like being in tune with yourself what it's like being in tune you know in an interaction with other people Like, the way to kind of tune into other people, get, like, more attuned to them is almost similar to how, like, we do this with our pets. Or if you have children, like, babies, newborns, parents do this, right? So if I am watching someone else's pet, right, as a stranger, I'll maybe know, okay, when this dog whines or looks at the door, maybe it needs to go to the bathroom outside, Maybe it wants to look around. I don't know. I'm kind of guessing. When it whines and looks at the cabinet, maybe it wants treats or something like that, right? But it's maybe it's kind of giving me clues like that, right? But I'm not going to be as attuned to this animal as the owner would be. The owner knows exactly what the animal wants. Like a good owner is very in tune with their own pet. Right. So they know. I mean, I I just remember this because I used to have dogs. I used to know this wine means someone's at the door. This wine means they want to go out and just look around because they think they know something's out there and they just want to check out the scene. This wine means they want to go on a walk outside. This wine means they want they want more water or they want somebody to come out and like hang out with them because everybody's in their bedrooms and the dogs don't want to be by themselves or just with each other. They want humans around. This wine means it's time to feed me. This wine means, you know, like whatever. You know, you can kinda tell by the way they're behaving, the way they're kind of signaling to you what it means more directly, right? Um, And you're kind of in tune with it. You're very in tune with it. And they make you aware of it because it's obnoxious to, like, hear them, you know. So you're gonna, you know, usually kind of um, go help them right away because they're helpless. They can't feed themselves and all that. Like, I mean, the way they do it, the way animals get their needs met usually... Um, The owners usually aren't going to be too pleased, you know, if they decide to knock down the whole thing just to, you know, get their food out and rip over open stuff just to get attention and stuff. It's like, OK, you might as well pay attention to it now. Otherwise, they're going to get their needs met one way or another and you're not going to like the way they do it on their own. So if you want it to be organized, you kind of just learn what it is that they need and what it sounds like, what it looks like. help them right away versus them making a lot of noise and then you ignore them and then they're just like screw it i'm gonna go get my own food i'm gonna go wreck the whole house you know just to get my meal you know it's like you don't want to deprive them right um so humans are good usually at being in tune with others it's just with animals with pets like that there aren't so many complex different um needs that they have i mean humans kind of have a more complex amount of needs so kind of being in tune with that with other people picking up on their energy um what they need what they want right um do they want attention do they want to laugh do they want you know just like companionship do they want to you know talk about something serious do they want to you know process something emotionally are they wanting to just go on a jog and like do something active are they wanting to just you know shoot the shit or just like have like go out for drinks and like get drunk together and like not really do anything too specifically serious um the better you know somebody the more you can kind of tune into kind of that which is why sometimes when you know someone really well you can kind of tell when they're like oh nothing's wrong or like I'm fine or like, you know, and then you're kinda like, Really? Like, yeah, you're kinda not, but I, I might just go with what you're saying, but I can kinda tell something's up. They're just not saying it maybe. Um, or maybe they're not too in tune with themselves and don't really know something's up, but you can kinda tell sometimes, right? Um but that's kinda how I would describe um how to look at Mm. my cacao is really cold now (laughs) how to look at those um, interactions right because if you're able to tune into yourself you're able to be attuned to the person that you're you know hanging out with then it's going to be a lot easier to kind of have like stronger relationships with people just it can be hard um to like i think what i have a a pretty big difficulty with is definitely with compassion fatigue that is definitely something that is real in my life um because of you know working in a field where i'm always trying to be helpful um and then you know i know a lot of people who are you know really in a, a rough um kind of a um having like a, a difficult mindset like a difficult um um time right now and they're struggling and so a lot of times I notice, like, I'm just not in the space where my energy is um, in a place where I can, like, hear about other people's problems. I mean, it's different if it's, like, my clients, but sometimes it's, like, my clients and my friends and my family. And it's just, like, some people, I, I mean, I definitely prioritize some people over others. That's definitely for sure. I'm like, well, if these few people... Like, if they need me in a heartbeat, I'll be there or try my best to be there as soon as possible. And then there's the other people that I'm like, I get a little frustrated with because I'm like, you need so much from me, but you're not really on my priority list. But I feel like some people I'm on their priority list as the person to get assistance from. Um, So that gets really hard for me because I'm like, I can tell that I'm the person they depend on but then i'm also kind of like i'm not prioritizing them either so like i feel for for them and for their situations but at the same time i only have so much energy so that gets a little challenging when it's like oh do you want to hang out and i kind of know they want to hang out just cuz like they're having like a really hard like couple months or whatever And sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to hang out with them. Like, I don't want to interact with them. I don't want to be with them because it's just draining me, you know? So I just, you know, don't want to. I'd rather have them get help from someone else other than me. Um, But that's something that does come up pretty often. Um, But definitely, like, my closest friends, my family members... I'm definitely, like, on board with, you know, they don't they don't ever really get on my nerves, I can't say. Like, I think they can kind of tell, too, like, yeah, we're going to vent, yeah, we're going to talk about this, we're going to complain, and, like, yeah, fine, you know, that's what friends do, it's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, against it, um, you know, and I appreciate the people who sit and listen to me venting all the time, too. So, I mean, I do it, too. It's not just, like, one-sided but you know i think people who know each other best like if you know me best you kind of know that like i have my limits you know i might not say anything but it's like i have my limits too (laughs) um so it's something that kind of comes up but um it really helps overall with energy um trying to be pretty in tune with it um trying not to get too um burdened down with uh um with Let me see what else. Like, what am I trying to say? Like, I kind of lost my train of thought. But it's just it's it's a lot to try to kind of manage it because it all changes like in real time. It's kind of like a live changing thing that depending on what you do. Or what you don't do your energy changes too and your needs change too um and then trying to interact with someone else too at the same time um things just are going to be changing um pretty rapidly but trying to stay like in tune with everything that's kind of changing and shifting and happening like you can see this just a simple 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 example is like You meet up with your friends, a couple friends, maybe you have like two, three friends you want to meet up with. You want to go out for like one beer and like a dinner. And you meet maybe an extra hour later than you were supposed to meet. And by that time, you're hungry, you're hangry, you're irritable. And then you meet with them and they want to talk. And they're a little maybe like not talkative, kind of slow with their thinking. And like you can tell that they're kind of like not energetic and then you all eat something and drink something, by the end of that meal, you know, you're feeling way better, you're talking way more easily, you're interacting way more easily, um, versus when you guys weren't both doing that. Um, So that's just something to keep in mind, of kind of, like, that's one way it can look, is that, you know you're um interacting based on kind of what you needed and then it changes and yours changes theirs changes everybody's kind of energy kind of shifts within like a couple ear, in a couple hour period of time um that's pretty common that you see that that like you know especially on like a rough work day midweek and then you all meet like Um, like, Wednesday or Thursday or something like that, you'll usually notice it, because, like, usually those days are hard for people, you know, by that time, you know, you've been bombarded with all this stuff from the week, and, like, it's towards the end of the week, um, I think my hardest days tend to be Wednesdays and Thursdays, um, Mondays, I'm usually soaring, because I'm, you know, it's right after the weekend, Tuesdays, I'm usually, like, Still got a little, um, still a little pep from, from Monday going on Wednesdays. Um, usually I try to make Wednesdays my break day, so I don't do any errands, chores, anything on Wednesdays. I just work and that's it. I'll usually have like meals that are already prepped. If anything, I'm microwaving something, and that's about it. Um, Maybe boiling eggs or something like that, but nothing major. Just wash the dishes when I'm done, and that's about as much as I'm going to do as far as housework, as far as um, things like that. And it kind of helps me because Thursdays, usually I'm like, it's a push. But Thursdays are usually like, okay, it's almost Friday, and then Fridays are like, I can usually push because it's Friday. So that's kind of where my energy is usually. So I also kind of try to um notice what I'm going to do on what days. Because I know usually I need the most on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, and I also need the most on the weekend too. So like I'd probably say Saturdays and Sundays as well. Um, but then also I'm trying to have fun and interact with friends and catch up with people and maybe have some plans and stuff and so sometimes it is a challenge for me to kind of get to do what I need to do for myself on the weekends when I'm simultaneously trying to like still you know coordinate stuff with other people and make sure I'm not blowing people off, or, you know, it can be a little bit of pressure to kind of get my energy where I need it to be so I can actually, like, do stuff with people, because sometimes I'll be like, during the week, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, I want to go out Saturday night, and by the time Thursday comes around, I'm like, man, why did I make plans for Saturday night? I'd rather just, you know, sleep in, or rest, or, you know, just relax, and be by myself, and work on some stuff internally, versus, you know, hanging out with other people and kind of having to interact that way. And also, it can depend on the interactions, because sometimes the interactions, they can be quite fulfilling and helpful and motivating. Other times, depending on who you're hanging out with and what they're going through, it might be very challenging. And that's something I've noticed during this time period of what we're dealing with, with, uh, the, uh, P word <laughs> is, um, a lot of times we have the, um, all the pressures of all those things, you know, like what's going to shut down, what's going to change. When are the rules going to shift? What's going to happen now? You know, all this uncertainty and kind of like almost pressure and pretty much people have been traumatized by having a lot of their, you know, freedom taken away. And so there's always that kind of I mean, I have it and I've never had this before, this kind of like sense of impending doom of like, okay, like I feel pressured to kind of do the stuff that is available to do or that i plan to do even if i don't really feel up to it because what if next weekend things shut down or what if in the next couple weeks i'm not able to do that again for like a year you know we've already experienced that once and now that we know what it's like i mean it was one thing when it happened the first time when we were like i mean i remember i was gonna go to this king princess concert up in la um and my let me see I remember valentine's day and then I remember the weekend after valentine's day they were kind of um limiting indoor seating but there was still indoor seating so it was I went to the same place two weeks in a row valentine's day was like normal the next week was like not so normal but it's like we didn't really know what was going on um maybe one or two weeks after that I was supposed to go to this like King Princess concert out in LA and then I know that was going to be in March and one of my friends had like a game night and um I remember like having the invite to the game night and I was gonna go so I remember being like okay me and this other friend we're gonna be on our way to your house to this game night and then they had told me oh sorry we didn't tell everybody the message that we canceled the game night sorry for the late notice and it's like well now me and my friend just went and did something else but I was like dude I really wish I would have gone to that concert because I mean the reason why I didn't go is because I thought I was gonna go to the game night so I was like let me keep it simple keep it local not go to the concert go to the game night and if I wouldn't have known if I mean if I would have known that we weren't gonna have the game night i probably would have just gone to the concert because i still wanted to go um even if i was by myself i totally would have gone um but then i didn't and in my mind i was like ah you know everyone comes back through la so it's not going to be an issue i'll be able to like see the concert especially because you know that artist is uh you know i think there's studios in la i think a lot of people have studios in la that's not uncommon i can't remember though but um yeah, I remember being like, yeah, I wanted to go. And then I was a little kind of like a little annoyed, not too much, but just like, dang, I wish I would have known like sooner because, you know, say the concert starts at 730 and the game night was going to be 730. It's like, I can't get, it's like a couple hours away. I can't like get there right then. Um, and so me and my other friend kind of just, I don't remember what we did, but Um, And I don't remember what was open during that time, but that was, I think, the last concert I would have potentially had tickets for up until all the way through to this year. Um, So I, you know, that's just something that comes up where it's just like, man, like... (laughs) you know like I was just gonna catch this show or like do this thing and then it's like then there were no movies forever and then there was nothing open and nothing to do and you know at least you know I live in a place where we could go to the park and the beach like like every day if we wanted to and the weather's pretty decent out here so like it didn't matter as long as the sun was out it wasn't like uncomfortable too much if you had some shade um so it was, you know, that's kind of what we were kind of limited to, but at least we got to interact. But now, you know, there's kind of still that what if in the back of a lot of people's minds, like, what if, you know, I I don't do this and then it kind of shuts, like things shut down again. I mean, that's that's kind of something that I am factoring into my energy because it's like, I notice I'm kind of forcing myself to do a lot of things instead of resting more because I'm like, well, I don't want to take this weekend off. And then in two more weeks, you know, the plans I had, you know, might be obsolete if things get shut down because of the, you know, variant or whatever the heck, you know, like, because I don't know. I don't have control over that. So um, that is something that I know not just for me, but it's affecting a lot of people's energy because it's like we're all trying to like make up for lost time and kind of do things that we kind of really were like you know a lot of us have realized what our values are have realized what our passions are we're trying to kind of like involve ourselves more in those but it's kind of like the sense of urgency and rushed and it's hard to kind of manage our own energy at the same time versus like overdoing it a lot of us kind of tend to overdo it lately we're just kind of like burning the candle at two ends and like okay I'm not gonna sleep enough I'm not gonna do all this other stuff properly just because you know I feel like pressure to kind of keep uh pushing and keep trying to do this keep trying to do that um just in case it's not available and I think that's one thing that's really contributing that is important to pay attention to um Yeah, nobody wants to get the virus, nobody wants to get ill, nobody wants to spread it, but at the same time, it's like, um, nobody wants to, um, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, nobody wants to, you know, like put their life on hold, but then you also want to feel rested and relaxed. And so, um, I mean, that's definitely a challenge to try to balance all that because we can't really predict the future. Um, and, you know... But I think it is good to have some backup of what you can do if times do kind of go back to how they were. What would your game plan be to kind of keep your energy kind of managed? Um, Because I think a lot of people went into depression, despair. Um, They're saying with mental health services, they uh, support needs Um, increased 500% I think compared to on average how things were in our past history in this country in the U.S. so and I think a lot of relationships were affected um a lot of uh um, I mean not just like relationships but you know people's health was affected uh, people's sense of well-being and safety was affected like all of it was kind of impacted by so many different things like this so um, it's kind of a lot to think about but I'm kind of getting off topic here but I do want to talk also about um, like how to manage discomfort, how to manage like not wanting to do certain things that we know we need to do for ourselves, um, like how to kind of uh manage those things so. Um, that's probably going to be my next recording, but for now, I hope this was helpful. Um, just trying to put out some content that's a little more practical. Um, I'm not good with terminology for a lot of this kind of stuff, so I know there's some words I probably use over and over and over to describe things that might be different. Um, just kind of like nuanced kind of differences, and then, uh, yeah, but, I mean, a lot of what I talk about is more by, like, practice and observation um, than, you know, book learning. So, it's like I can see kind of the phenomena that happen. Um, I can kind of notice it in myself, and because I work with people a lot, um, I kind of see patterns of how people can address things, how people find challenges in addressing things, kind of what that looks like in detail, but I don't really want to pull out, like, a CBT worksheet and be like, this is, like, precipitating factors, and, you know... I mean, I believe in all that, I think it works, but it's like, I think a lot of times people get hung up with the terminology too, to a point where it's like, what's that called again? And it's like, no, 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 we don't always need to know the terms, like, just do the work, you know? A lot of it can be about, like, just trying to practice it and, like, noticing what's happening and kind of even developing your own wording for it, your own terminology, your own explanation for it. But then when you study philosophy and psychology and, you know, different types of practices that monks use and like a lot of Eastern types of thought, like you kind of just see this stuff coming up over and over again. Even if you don't really know what it what it was, you know, what you would name it, what you would call it. So, um, yeah, I hope that's helpful. And uh, I'm about to log off. But thanks for listening.